Hey everyone, it's Mary. Thank you for listening to Totally Off Topic. On behalf of all of the Tot Gals, thanks for your support. To win some swag, learn more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. 
it's watch like, it come out that he like had Bell's palsy and we're just like shitting no. on him. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. He's so healthy and hot. It's okay. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And now he has so many Instagram followers. So no one feels sad for him. Um, <laughs> He's going to be pushing skinny tea in like a month and a half. He is right. well taken care of. Honestly, there might be a product for his lip condition and then he'll make so much money. <laughs> Who's to say? Thank you for bringing up what we were all thinking, Mary. Um, that's what we're here for. Th- so this episode quickly, it got off to a swinging start on a stupid-ass love song date. I know that the producers are just reaching for date ideas. I understand that. But they do this date every season, and every season I gag. So dumb. Hey, gun, at gunpoint, I'm going to force you to write me a love song and sing it. What are our thoughts? Carrie, take it away. I thought this was so stupid and contrived. I felt bad for the dudes that they only had an hour and what looked like instruments to choose from that were popular in 1704 to 1836. And I didn't appreciate that when Blockhead had the chance to actually be like a normal guy and say, hey, I I really like you. He started off his song with, hey man, just give me time. Just give me time, I need some more time. I'm like, Blockhead, you or Blake, I actually don't even know what his name is anymore. Blake. He needs to go. Um, I thought, and I I won't spoil it until you announce who got the rose, but again, I thought Ivan, NASA, my boy NASA, the aeronautical engineer, was so good and special shout out to DJ Spin, AKA Damar. I thought his was so funny and cute and like rhythmic and catchy and Harvard just shit the bed. And then O-Town's former manager, AKA Kenny, like the, the like, I think, is he a bartender at a club or a bar back? We don't know, but he's definitely, he, he shit the bed. Like for someone who's around music, shouldn't he have like some cool lyrics? I hated it. Right. Mary, did you have any specific favorites or people that you wanted to just like wretch and turn the TV off at? Well, DeMar did a really good job, but I just got to say, I've seen better songs in five seconds from Miss Carrie Gallagher than these guys. Carrie, weren't you like, I could come up with a much better song. I bet you could do it right now. What would your song be? Go. It'll be, hey, we're all here for your love and your gorgeous with your big ass eyes. I love that you're biracial. Let me make you a swirl. Boom, she would have done. Carrie, I have an important question to ask you. Will you accept this rose? Absolutely, Katie Kay. Wow. Hillary, I'm just going to say, Ivan, he got the group date rose. Questionable if he deserved it over, sorry, who is... The one that wrote the catchy song that you were just saying. Damar, DJ Okay, Damar, I think he's underrated. Honestly, I feel like he sh- he deserves the rose, but I still love Ivan, so Ivan gets the group date rose. What are your thoughts on Ivan and, from a producer standpoint, this date as a whole? Well, I mean, I didn't know that they did it every season. I thought it was weak sauce. I was like, oh, this is the worst. And now that I know they do it every season, it's even worse. Yeah. But they, like, set them up intentionally by giving them terrible instruments to make it a terrible episode because like of course one guy's gonna have an accordion or whatever 
Um, but yeah, it's just not very creative. And I thought it was kind of weird too, how she was like, you have to compete for the, for the one date. Like, I don't know. They're all mad that they're like naked in some, but you're not mad that you have an hour to write a cheesy, stupid love song. I don't get it. It's so cheesy. Yeah. And then, so when, when we thought the date couldn't get worse from like a content standpoint, we went from playing with a tambourine and getting like actually five minutes with Tayshia on a group date to she brings Ivan to her room at, like her, at the resort. Okay, Hillary, well, I'm gonna let you go first because you may be the only one that feels this way. So I thought it was so cute. Cause it was like, uh, well, first of all, the melting ice cream was disgusting. I was grossed out by the like, <laughs> no. But they skipped over it. They weren't even like, here's this giant thing of ice cream. We <laughs> saw it after it melted. Like edited it out. But okay, so my first question is, I mean, I guess I don't even know who produces The Bachelorette, but is it the same people that produce The Floor is Lava? Because if so, that's genius marketing. Um, because they're like talking about their show. I have kids. They play The Floor is Lava all the time. I thought The Floor of Lava was super cute. I like the date because it, I mean, like, people are quarantined together. They're stuck in the house right now. It just seemed like a realistic, more, you know, I don't know. It's kind of cool to fall in love in a house, like, watching TV, doing whatever, than, like, I, I don't know. I just thought it was cute. The Versi triplets will be on The Bachelorette next time. Yeah, but... I love, there was so many producer things in the state, even though it was just in the house, like the floor is lava thing. And then like, he for, she forgot the menu, which yeah. I think is totally planned. And then like cutting open her, her pillow was like leaking feathers before she even hit him with it. Feathers are like falling out of it. It's obviously like slit, I don't know. And then they had room service, but it was sushi. I don't know. I understand, like, we're not watching this to have lights, camera, action. Like, just, we're just, oh, it's all real. Like, I understand that, like, we're all adults and we're watching a show that we know is contrived. But I just was like, guys. Also, you she, they could have just cut the corner of the pillow so it poofed slight. Whatever, if someone just went in there and cut the whole side of the pillow. <laughs> so... Okay, so Hillary, that's good to know that you felt it was precious, it was well done. Um, Mary, do you have any conflicting views? Gosh, I do. Well, I, I hate to say this, but I'm gonna. And with all the respect, and I love them, she does not like Ivan that way. Not that way, yeah. He, he is, he's cute, but he's too cute, and he's not as like, masculine as some of the other guys she wants to take charge kind of guy I think all of that was to facilitate the conversation on Black Lives Matter which I think is great and important and I'm glad that the bachelorette is talking about it but I, I'm just wondering how sincere it was and I'm sorry to question your integrity Tasha. <laughs> but I, I think it, some of it was very like contrived yeah um it was interesting how she kind of like I don't think they planned the part about his brother going to jail, like all that coming out, because that seemed like kind of genuinely just the spur of the moment. But Carrie, what did you think about, I mean, how long they did dive into like that whole conversation? Because I definitely do think on a lot of dates, 
they only give screen time to the dinner part or the talking part for like 90 seconds. So how did you feel about like the rest of their date? I thought Mary hit the nail on the head. I think, I think, well, well, Ivan deserved the rose and I think she was happy to give, give it to him. I think the producers used the date in two respects. The first part of the date was to make it lighthearted, fun, almost warm up everybody who's sitting at home watching this because millions of people watch The Bachelorette and millions of people who watch The Bachelorette have differing opinions. Some of them are screaming all lives matter when, some, when they hear black lives matter. And I thought the way they handled the first part warming everybody up so that when we got to that second part and there was a really serious conversation, it was happening between Ivan, an aeronautical engineer, and Tasha, two people of color, biracial individuals that are going through this journey in a very like a very traumatic point in our country. There's really no other way to to slice it. And having that honest, raw conversation and people seeing it in the comfort of their own homes when they might not agree or understand coming from two very relatable um, people, I thought it was a really, I thought it was a like kudos ABC, just getting the conversation out there to people who might not even want to have this on in their living room. And what better people to deliver it than two very likable people rather than talking heads that Republicans would, you know, automatically smack down and be like, oh, you're just on MSNBC and you're a crazy liberal. So I thought it was poignant, important, still contrived, but nonetheless authentic conversations between both of them. And again, Mary, I think you hit the nail on the head. You I don't think Tasha, what? No, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. You're right. Like that was important. Finish your sentence. I apologize. No, I was just, I think, again, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think Tasha has that chemistry or feeling for Ivan NASA that she has with someone like Brendan the Rufa, like where she literally yeah. is in and cannot help herself or stop herself from kissing her. So I thought that whole date was, while very contrived, authentic, honest, and I was happy to see it. Yeah, I think you that was really well put on your part, like whether it was contrived or not, it got the conversation. And it wasn't even when talking at or like being preachy, it was just them talking about their life experience, which was great. Um, and though your really good point if it was someone else, like I think it would have been a makeout session of a night. Because if you're in someone's hotel room, sitting in their bed, like ordering room service, like if it was any of the other guys, she probably would have been like sucking their face off. Because she's been thought, going in there. I thought when she was like, oh, we have to get it. It's in my room. I thought that was like, all right, make out city. I know. And then it turned into like child's play. But you know, yeah. you said you have children, Hillary, and they play it. So I mean, <laughs> I don't want to like zigzag us everywhere. But I had written in my notes, which I think it is very important to note. How, I want to, from one to 10 scale, how much you wanted to rip your own skin off when Bennett rapped. And, because he, and he says, Macha at the, the, I was, I wanted to vomit. I was like, did you just really say, let's take you home so I can Macha? I just. I, I do not like when Harvard tries to be anything other than what he is, which is like a pretentious, like uppity snob 
the only thing I love, like when he opens his mouth and talks, the only thing I enjoy is his waspy backhanded compliments and shade. That is what Harvard is good at. Leave the rapping to other people. I love what he said. I'm not here to breastfeed Noah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yes. I live for him in the confessional. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm, I don't think I actually like anything he does in person to, with Tisha or with anyone. I'm living for him in the confessional. Like, can he be the next maybe Chris Harrison? Yeah. You know what? I wonder yeah. if that is a, I wonder what archetype that is. Like, he's a connector or he's like, he's the producer's dream. He moves the story along or he's a good, right. Well, I, I'd love to see, maybe go back to that show Unreal to see what are the different archetypes that fit into that they're trying to fill and he's specifically like nailing it (laughs) um okay so then we keep flowing forward from our floor's lava date um and we have a daytime date now with old cast members sydney and becca now i have a little insight from past seasons on this becca was engaged and to this guy Garrett who got in some really controversial shit on Instagram he like posted some like basically it it was definitely politically charged and he said some shit during Black Lives Matter and then she couldn't stand by it and then she went on Rachel Lindsay's podcast who was the first Black Bachelorette and kind of denounced her own fiance which is great because she was definitely in support of Black Lives Matter, and he said something. I don't think it was as off-color as literally saying all lives matter, but he said something, like, about police brutality and how, like, people should chill out on the cops, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so it was, like, messy, and we don't need to get into the mess part, but Becca and him broke up during quarantine, so I'm not sure. They announced their breakup. I'm not sure if this was filmed before or after their breakup, but she's mega single now. Um, and Sydney, I think, got a fiancé during quarantine, so I'm not sure at what point. So, old cast members, that's the backstory on that. Um, what are your initial thoughts, Hillary, on how this date in general, the truth or dare dares? It's stupid. I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> uh, the only part I liked was the orgasm part. I thought it was hilarious how it was, like, playing over the speakers and, like, other guys like didn't originally know what was going on and thought it was I thought that I like liked that part uh but the rest of it it was stupid why Love wasn't it. she there watching them drink the drink like that would have been so much funnier instead of like she's like a hundred yards away with a megaphone or she has to do a shot too like yeah something Carrie where are you at on this I had one note, this is lame, and shout out to Harvard's knee brace. (laughs) What? He was wearing a knee brace to do, like, slight jogs from event to event. Thank you for noticing that, because it just, it just cherry, cherry on top. Mary, how did you feel about these dares? It was filler. It was such filler. It was the time I was looking at online shopping. I, I did love Chris, Chris Harrison, though, like, sitting eating his crab like he has no idea what's going on and then he I mean it that was just it was just so ridiculous <laughs> they're really holding a picture like Chris Harrison is this prince on a hill and he's just this bachelor king or something I don't know also do they have a deal with Vuv because they keep showing the label 
Have you noticed that? I noticed that, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. We're classy bitches. We've been around Vogue. But, like, come on, you know? It did make me want champagne. No, they probably do, because did you notice, like, even Twister, they had Twister covered, they had the label for the Twister game covered with stickers, and they had the label on the megaphone covered with stickers, but but the other stuff they, like, don't have, it's very intentional, the logos that they're showing. Someone's got to pay for La Quinta. True. I I did think the orgasm part was funny, but I was like so extremely uncomfortable because I was getting like third degree embarrassment just because some of the guys, you know, when you can tell they think they're being really funny, but they're just like absolutely like how easy was like, he has some demons. He needs therapy. I thank God for him because I was like having just like watching it just not even able to laugh like I was just like oh god they're so bad like but you know thank god for easy still underrated still not getting enough screen time where is he I agree Katie K I agree I love easy on the eyes he is yeah he hasn't gotten any attention lately I know. And just at the end of this episode, he gets a Then we go to the habanero pepper part where they have to propose to her after eating a whole pepper, which is like a lot to deal with. I just feel like they keep doing dates, including the Claire affirmations date, including the date in this episode to write a song where they're like forced to say fake feelings in front of a group. And it's like, you're down on one knee having what just what do we think uh, Hillary it's too much it's too they're like forcing them to be like I love you so much you've known her for five days just like do some kind of fun date it doesn't have to be floors lava but just have fun I know Mary Bennett did like an act I mean she supposedly thought he did the best he thought he did the best and he had like flashbacks to an old proposal do you buy it again I I, kind of think um those things are a little bit like they're getting worn out um, it's kind of like, no, I love Saturday Night Live, but it reminds me, I realized a while ago that on Saturday Night Live, the sketches are usually one of five things. You know, it's always a game show, a talk show, a game show, a talk show, a morning show, which I love, but it's because of the capacity that they have, you know, to build sets and whatever. And I feel like, I, I don't know if I would have noticed it unless you guys brought it up, but it's like, oh, we are insulated to this hotel and the ballroom and the ground. So, um... Yeah, it was just, it's not, it doesn't seem very real, but it is getting them to, like, talk about their pasts. I'm itching to get in there and design some dates for them. It just is driving me so crazy. I'm like, oh, I have so many cool ideas, and, like, this just sucks. Let's design our own date by the end of this episode. Ooh, yeah. Like, do you already have date ideas? Yeah, they do paint, they should have done paintball. Ooh, paintball. Paintball is <gasps> so fun. That'd be really fun. They should do a um, canvas and body paint art. Yeah. <gasps> These are so much better. I was thinking they should do a wipeout obstacle course in the pool. Yes. Love it. Ladies, that was like 30 seconds off the top of the head. That's so good. Come on, hire us. Please do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Carrie, oh, I almost, wow. The episode went south almost. The camera. Anyways, Carrie, what did you think? Because then they move on to the truth part of the date, which is 
again, just sitting and talking. Um, so what were your thoughts on the truths? Any, anyone that you were into? I think that's actually where the interesting part of the date happened. I mean, all the hullabaloo during the afternoon, whatever. Um, but I like that Tisha actually came or at least the producers were feeding her really good questions, like asking them, you know, what is one thing like blockhead, fucking blockhead. This guy needs to go. A producer comes up with the perfect question and is like, hey, what's something an ex-girlfriend of yours would warn me about you? Which I think is perfection, Katie K. I loved it. I was ready for it. And then fucking Canadian blockhead serves us up a piece of shit answer. And he's like, oh, all of my exes just like love me so much. And like, I just think you need to treat women right. And I'm like, Dude, if we called, like, okay, first of all, he probably has, like, two ex-girlfriends. Um, so, anyway, I can't imagine that both of them would be like, oh, my gosh, she's actually perfect. And if, if someone is so perfect and you have no beef, you don't ever break up. Like, there, there has to be something. So, I just thought Blockhead needs to hit the road. I'm over this dude. Totally. And I was screaming at the TV. He didn't answer the question. Because exactly. that's fine. Like, you can be on good terms with an ex and start with that and be like, well, I'm on good terms with them, but, and then still have some type of weakness so you're not a total fake douchebag over him. <laughs> Get rid of him. Uh, what? I know. I know. It's just a nightmare. But then, I mean, did we feel that Zach in the hot tub, Hillary... How do we feel about Zach in the hot tub? I don't know. It was kind of weird. I, I like Zach, but I, how she's like, why are you looking at me like that? And then he's like, I'm not looking at you like any, like, ugh. I don't know. I feel like there was like a lot of editing and I think I would have liked to have seen it not so edited down. Um, Cause I feel like, I mean, when he like went to kiss her, she really like, ugh. She, like, grabbed him, and I don't know. I just feel like there must have been stuff there that we missed. You're right, Mary. She does the face pull. That's yeah. her, like, go-to. What did you think, Mary, about Bennett opening up about his previous engagement? What was that whole thing where he's, like, he was about to talk, and then he goes, look, whose parents, this, that, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it sounded like he was going to drop some huge bomb, and then it was just, like, it wasn't right, you know, like, uh, uh, uh. it was a little lame. It was nice to hear, though. It made him a little more human that he had, you know, been in a relationship or something. Um, but I was a little, just there, the way they talk, it just doesn't have any linear, or the editing is hurting bad. Right. We can't tell if they're just not connecting or if we're not seeing something. I think that's happening kind of a lot in this episode. So I'm I'm interested that we kind of all picked up on it because it was like, what? Also, like, the way the guys act when they're intimate with her and, like, before they get to kiss, it's a, it's a weird thing. I don't like it in real life either. Like, if it was me. And, like, the right guy, it's got to be, like, this natural or, like, boom. Instead, right now, it just seems like everyone's like, hey, hey, yeah. Right. Even Ivan, when they were talking, he—I I cringed when he was like, "It's okay, tell me." It's, it's, like I thought he was gonna like brush the hair out of her. He's like, "It's okay, yeah." He's really, and I was just like, "Barf! Stop it! It shouldn't be that forced or push pull." 
just yeah I think a lot of it too is like I mean I probably do this if I was on a season of anything kissing on camera they're probably just like super aware of the cameras in that moment and then they're trying to make sure they don't look really stupid but in that then they look like not natural in any way at least that's how I would feel I don't I also think it probably has to be a lot of pressure too because they don't want, I'm sure as a guy, they don't want to seem like forceful. So it's like, is it okay for me to kiss you? Is it not okay for me to kiss you? I mean, consent is like a huge thing right now. And I noticed like a lot of them were like, like even Ben, when he like, he was like, I've been thinking about kissing you. Like a lot of them mention that they want to kiss her before they kiss her. And I don't know if that's like a consent type of thing or whatever, but it seems to be happening more and more with them. And maybe part of Tasha's face grab move is that she's tired of that awkward moment and she's just like, fucking kiss me. <laughs> so that could be it. Um, speaking of, then we, oh, sorry, wait, right before we get to that, after the truth part, Tasha goes around and kind of compliments the different guys again, which I felt like was really great. Um, and she gives the rose to Zach. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> Which we all called it last week, right? But he was in our top two for everyone. He's one of my so, favorites. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of just affirming what we all kind of called at the end of last week's episode, which makes me feel like we're professionals. Um, and then we get to Ben and Ed thinking that they are just the smartest cookie in the batch and they (laughs) or two different producers were like so uh mary what were your thoughts on like is it cute and sweet or is it sad and pathetic how are we feeling well the technique they did and i know there's a name for it it's been done in a lot of movies it's very like a like a um hollywood land not hollywood land La la la, la la la, whatever. Lots of the fake out where you like two people going, but this one is actually like Chris Harrison's. I think that is a fun technique and it's cool that they did on The Bachelor. I think it's just there for comic relief. Um, the whole thing with like, I'm gonna go to her room or even when people go, I need to hold her hand first. I need to see, like, I always get confused with that because I'm like, not everybody can do that. And if that's what's required to get her attention, like, that's such a bad practice because only one is going to do that. And so Zach was just, uh, uh, Ben, I think, was just, he was glad to get back in the fold, but he's really whiny when he's not numero uno. And he got attention up front, and then he just got all dumb. And so, yeah. I agree. I think Ed is totally there for comedic relief, the man-child at this point. <laughs> Hillary, from a he- producer standpoint, unleash on this part totally planned he I, I even questioned if he knew where he was that he was going to the wrong place ahead of time like I feel like exactly I think he knows he's there for comedic relief I think the whole thing was planned and again like it had to have been planned ahead because Chris Harrison was like ready for him and they were like ready to sit and film them awkwardly like having a conversation like you can't just stop by Chris Harrison's and then they just like quickly set up cameras that's not how production works there's like a lot of lighting a lot you know I mean it definitely was planned Ugh, it's just so and I knew when it was whatever and then also 2 30 in the morning if 
someone comes and knocks at my door at 2.30 in the morning, I'm going to be, like, pass out, drooling, like, with my hair all disheveled. And Aww. Tisha's just, like, so beautiful. And, like, Do you think it was actually 2.30, though? I don't know. I bet you Ben's was, but Tisha's wasn't. Filmed at different times. Oh, you Ed and, Ed and, uh... Ben? No, so Ed went to Chris Harrison. Yeah. 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 It was just an aside that they filmed separately to look like that, I bet. Yeah, I think it was definitely all producers. You know what, though? If you can't be the romantic ingenue, the, the top three, being the comedic relief would be a really good spot to get some time, attention, and some fans. Carrie, what did you think about Ben's time with Tasha in the room and, like, the room service and stuff? How are you feeling about the actual, like, thing? I think Ben saved himself. Kudos for him because I really think he would have been, um, there were one, two, three, there were four guys that went home at the end of the episode. I really think he would have been in that group had he not shown up for Tasha. So could we say that again? I declare here, what? Show up, show up for me. We need to show up. I'm showing up. This is I me swear, showing up. I swear on my dead family. <laughs> but I will say good for Tony Ravioli showing up at Fartface's place because he probably got to sip on like a $400 bottle of red wine. <laughs> yes. And then did you see in the blooper, blooper, the little extra scene when he was giving Chris a note about not knocking? I was like, can you like sit down sir <laughs> this production is paying for you to stay here he doesn't have to fucking knock no and you could tell that tony ravioli you guys call him ed whatever he has been getting after the bottle a lot he hasn't had a lot of screen time on episode seven he looked like a stub toe this entire episode <laughs> like six sheets to the wind or like he was in a like a dire need for a glass of water like he <laughs> He was wearing that salmon-colored jacket at the end that Montel was wearing when Montel got there. I think it was the same jacket. Probably. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I will say, when the room service knock came on the door, I was like, oh, my God. It's Ed. Like, I, they got me. I thought it was Ed. It was room service. Like, I'm here for it. They, you know, bait and switch. All good. Then, we're ready. For the heated time at the cocktail party rose ceremony moment. So we have mustache. What's his name again? Fetus. Noah. Fetus. Fetus, Noah, mustache, whatever. He looks more like a fetus now than ever. Um, so do we feel like he's, his claims are even based in truth? Because I know people were annoyed with him, but I don't think they even ever brought up Tasha's Tasha's shit at all. Like, what a... Hillary, what do you think? He's doing it on purpose. I think his producer told him what to say. I think he's trying to stir the pot. They're trying to piss her off. <clears throat> this, sh- this episode would have been boring without, I mean, like, literally, I every day watch this right before we record, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like That was the only part where I was, like, really hooked into it. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness we got some drama. Carrie, how do we feel about Tasha's integrity? Her integrity is intact. Noah was obviously getting fed all of this shit to her producer. Um, 
I will say, and Kitty, you touched on this last week, like if Tasha's going to make a bold statement, I want there to be action. Like she ushered everybody into the room. She was like, I need to see everyone over here. I was like, fuck yeah. Like get to the root of what's going on. And instead it was just kind of like a weird warning. And then she sent a bunch of home, a bunch of guys home that had nothing to do with the drama. So uh, right. I'm just kind of confused. Like she says these bold statements and I'm like, I like this chick. She says what she means. She means what she says. And then she falls short on like the actionable follow-up. Yeah. Right. And she, well, Mary, what do you think about, because they ne he didn't name names. So then she didn't really have any names to go on. So what do you think about her actions? Well, I mean, I definitely felt Noah was like, you know, like I, it was, it was like one of those things. Like if I had said, Hey, Carrie, you know, people thought this. And then Carrie goes crazy and it's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. That's not, let me pull that back. I could feel that on Noah's face a little bit, but I loved how Bennett kind of checked him and Bennett made the right statement. And, and I think I really identify with it. Not identify, I believe this. He said, you are not gonna win Tasha. Like he just is like, you're, and I think we can all feel that. You're like, Noah, it's, you're probably not gonna win. But neither are you, Bennett. <laughs> I know, exactly. That's what's so ironic. It's like, especially from an outside view, we're all just like, oh, they don't have a shot in hell. Like, stop getting so worked up. And so a slew of men went home. Mary, what are your thoughts on who she sent home? That's what I was looking up because I felt like we didn't even get a, was it three or four guys that went home? Four. And it was... Jason, uh, Jason yeah. Cappy, Joe, Dr. Sleep, Glasses, a.k.a. Jordan, and then Kenny O'Town's manager. Yeah, yeah Kenny, and I was kind of surprised. He really never got going, even though I think he had a lot of good potential. Um, the cute guy with the glasses, I felt like he, um, he, he could have had some good potential, but he just never got in there, you know? So I guess it's probably time to start thinning out the pack. Um, I almost thought Spencer got sent home, but that was not true, right? No. Right. I was surprised she sent Chase at home. Yeah, yeah but that mouth. <laughs> and not Ed? Why yeah. didn't she send Ed? Yeah. hooked up with Fartface and like he's alive for another week. <laughs> yeah. Gary, was there anyone that you think should have gotten the boot that didn't? I think, you know, I mean, Let's see who's left. I, I think everyone that needed to stay for purposes to progress the show is staying. I thought it was interesting that the four guys that went home, Chappie, Dr. Sleep, Glasses, and O-Town's manager, other than O-Town, um, they were all on that wrestling date that Noah crashed where Noah got the rose. Oh. So I think that is going to kind of come back to haunt Noah. Like you crashed a date and three of those guys that were on that date that should have gotten a rose, but you got that rose, they got sent home. So I think there's going to be some more drama around that, but I, I definitely think that Tony Ravioli should have gotten the boot this week. And I 100% think that Blockhead should have gotten the boot this week and neither one did. And so there's got to be some sort of drama of Bruin that we don't know about. Same. Bachelorette needs a new production staff because Carrie, that's yeah. I didn't even see that. I wonder if they see that. Well, they did say a couple of people said to the camera, "If I go home tonight when she canceled the the rest of the cocktail party, it's because I didn't get to talk to her again." And then so 
but I don't know if it was if it overlapped with who actually went home because I didn't wasn't paying attention to who raised their hand because remember they were like raise your hand if you haven't talked to Tasha tonight and they were like raising their hands and I was like wait <laughs> wait <laughs> but yeah I think he uh Fetus got himself in over his head like with trying to cause drama but also not not and now he's spending his time talking to Tasha about the other guys which we all know is the death sentence on the bachelor bachelorette and it looks like a two-on-one date is brewing for next episode and a thing yeah so every season they pick one group for two-on-one and it's always the who's pitted against each other and I thought it was gonna be Chasen and Ed when they were getting into their spot and I thought they were saving that Like, I thought the producers were telling her to save both of them for a two-on-one date. Because what they do is go on a two-on-one that's really awkward, and they all three hang out all day. And then at night, she sends one of them home and then goes on the rest of the date with the person that's left. Very dramatic. Very exciting. So I'm excited for that. And who knew it would be Bennett that joined us with controversial fetus. (laughs) You think it's a two-on-one date? It is. They showed it. Oh, they did. I missed that. Just like it was truly like six seconds in the previews, but I was ready. (laughs) So uh, before we wrap up, next week's going to be super dramatic. Do we have any final thoughts or predictions? Carrie? I have a feeling that both Noah and um, Noah slash fetus and Bennett slash Harvard are both going to go home next week. Ooh, they're both on the the two and two on one date so yes mary it has happened before in the past like two times i think in the past like eight seasons where they'll send they'll just be like i don't want either of them and they send them both home or they'll send one home go to dinner with the other one and then be like this talk was boring and send them home later I think um, I think Bennett would go home, if not both, but I think it would be Bennett, maybe, because Noah's too drama right now. Like it's like they're keeping him around or something. Right. Do you have any other th- predictions for next okay. week? I would like to know how many episodes are left. They don't really tell us that, do they? No. That that would help because then we could be like this one, this cut, this cut. Um, but I think we'll, we will, pro- I think we're probably going to be in the end game soon. Like we're, are we getting, do you guys feel like we're getting towards the end game? Yeah. I think she'll keep getting rid of like four a week, four more next week. And then maybe two and two or something. <clears throat> well, and I saw, I mean, this is not a spoiler, but I saw that they're recording the bachelor right now. And so I wonder if it's like the same kind of thing as a fact that La Quinta is she dates again like what did they is it the same dates like I, I'm just so curious even though I don't really like this show I feel like now I have to watch it because I just want to know what it's like well, those pictures look like they were at a big mansion yeah they might be back shooting at the mansion because there was like it was almost affected by the fires and then the family it was like feeling weird about renting it out because someone like it's a family's mansion and then there was fires all around it and now they might just be shooting there again but making sure everyone's quarantined and stuff and but hillary do you have any other predictions for next week 
Uh, no, I definitely think that Blake is going to go home soon. I think that he's going to, like, lose it or something. I think him and Ed are on their way out. So if she sends four people home next week, I definitely think – I agree with Carrie. It'll be both Noah and Bennett and Blake and uh, Ed. I hope it's those four. My prediction is that well, – who's our lax bro again? Spencer the Spencer. lax yeah. He hasn't been on in a while. Or, yeah, Spencer and Ben. I think they're going to make – or I think Spencer's going to make more screen time, more of an appearance next episode. Um, Like, the front runners will start really coming out because we don't have much time left. So I think we'll start to see who she's going to pick for sure, and it'll shake itself out. This has been super insightful. Um in my humble opinion. Good job, ladies. Thank you so much, Mary, Hillary, and Carrie for joining me for this episode and letting me bumble around as the host. I've had so much fun. Freaking subscribe. Hit that, hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. And if you don't want to watch our faces, I understand. Listen to us on Spotify instead, you goobs. Uh, and if you're listening to this, you've already done it. Good job. Very smart. Uh, thank you guys so much. I've been your host, Katie K. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Mary again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to the Broken Drift Patreon. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch the episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All of the links are in the episode bio.